0: So thanks a lot, Laura, for coming on the podcast today. So we're going to be discussing a little bit of information based around maybe more nutrition and health. Uh, I think this is a great topic uh, to discuss. I think that we we hit off really well last time when we did the live video when we were discussing a few topics around uh, things like people's relationships with foods and um, anything around health was was really really helpful um, and especially based around uh, the sort of weight loss uh, issue that people um, are affected with the relationship with food I think is an important part to play so um I wanted to discuss a little bit of information today uh, Laura on your journey uh, on how well you've improved over the years because I've seen some you know amazing transformations from from what you've got over the years
1: yeah so um I um struggle with my weight really my whole adult life um and uh, sort of by the time I was um my late teens really I was um sort of wearing size 20 clothes and a lot bigger than all my friends um uh, was a bit well no, not a bit I was completely naive really about um the way I uh, used food and about my relationship with food and how I'd sort of ended up where I was really Um, and I fell into the um typical yo-yo dieting um cycle that a lot of people get into um so I would have a moment of oh my god I'm so I'm so fat I look so awful and I would go hop on to the latest um you know whatever it was at the time I don't know if I'm allowed to say the names of them but you know Cambridge weight Mm -hmm. plan or whatever it was that was uh, you know, or Rosemary Connolly or whatever it was that was sort of prevalent at the time, I would hop on it. I'm quite a, um, uh, when I'm when I've, when I'm I'm doing something, I'm, I'm quite committed to it. So I would always go into it absolutely, you know, all guns blazing. And inevitably I'd have some success, you know, I'd lose a stone or whatever. Um, but then it would always be because it was such a strict, drastic um Diet um, with no kind of education or um, uh, no understanding of why I was where I was and how I might be able to help myself. Inevitably, after a few weeks, I would come crashing off the wagon, so to speak, um, and inevitably regain everything I'd lost, and you know, quite often a bit more as well. Um, And I, I was in that cycle for. A long time um you know right up until you know like when I graduated um for graduation photos I don't really recognize myself really and it's only since I've taken the course that I have now and you know obviously uh studied nutrition and part of that involves um learning about eating disorders that I recognize that I absolutely had binge eating disorder um, for a number of years. I mean, I you know I don't know how much detail we need to go into, but basically one of the sort of qualifying criteria to have binge eating disorder is that um, you have an episode, uh, you binge at least once a week um, for a period of three months, and I did that at least once a week for probably a period of more than three years. Um, And I think it's important to point out that when we're talking about um, binge eating disorder, I don't mean ordering yourself a big pizza on a Friday night and putting a picture on Instagram like, you know, this is what I'm going to have for my Friday. This is um, eating in secret, um, you know, hiding the wrappers, um, eating in my car, um, feeling like um, eating food in the secrecy of my bedroom or a bit later in my own flat when I went to live on my own was sort of the only thing I had to look forward to in a way um I used to do it in my lunch break I went straight from university into quite a um highly pressured job was that there was a lot of pressure to get a lot of work done in not enough hours really and as wet behind the ears 21 year olds i didn't have it in me to say this is too much so um one of the things one of the ways i used to cope was my half an hour lunch break i could drive the mile and a half into the town and i could buy two you know the 200 gram bars of dairy milk chocolate and i could eat both of those in the half an hour lunch break so you know half a kilo of chocolate um then I go back to my desk and then at the end of the day I would go home and eat really like a family-sized portion of pasta and more chocolate and you know to the point where your stomach hurts it hurts and it's not a pleasurable experience um yeah. And, but it's only since I've done the qualification, I studied it. And, you know, once you st- once I start reading and I kind of fell down a rabbit hole then with reading about eating disorders and that was what it was. And, you know, I didn't know. Um, and what's important to note is that I turned up at numerous slimming clubs. I signed up and paid to do numerous different plans. And not once did anybody ever say to me, oh, hold on a minute. Um, you know, this is, you know, t- tell me a little bit about your his, you know, no one ever asked me. They just said, "Here's the plan. This is what you need to do," um, and that's what's brought me to where I am now, which is sort of fiercely passionate about um, helping people, not not just people that have got binge eating disorder, because obviously, you know, I'm not trained to, um, you know, people. I would need to refer someone who I thought was suffering with binge eating disorder out, but to actually ask people the questions and to identify when it's not just a matter of them wanting to lose a few pounds and proper help and proper support. Um, So that's, yeah. yeah,
0: I I I totally, I totally understand where you're coming from with the fact that when we go to these, you know, slimming clubs or whatever it is, or you try this specific dieting, you, you 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 you're reaching out for help for support because you really need it, and the fact that you had you know you had a really busy life and all these circumstances which were going on on and on in your life we need to be considering these things as well because sometimes that high pressure job is is putting some some form of stress on on our eating habits all the time so i think it's other things that are affecting us as well as obviously just looking at you know how we look and feel it's it's other things that are affecting our our nutrition but the fact that you weren't like you know educated in that way it's giving you that sense of i need i i really want to work on some form of education myself the correct way to help more people and i'm sure that's why you're you know you're so passionate with with what you do right now is to help people in that way because you know you've gone through these things just you, yourself and you can sort of resonate with them quite well of, of trying to help them out and i think it's so so important that you know, if someone's coming for, for help and support and reaching out, we're not just handing something out to them and going, here you go. You know, we're, we're talking to them on a regular basis. You know what you're up to. And it doesn't necessarily need to be like, OK, what you're eating. It could be anything going on in your your daily life, which could be affecting the process at the moment.
1: Yeah, that's it. It's so um, it's so complex. It's different for everybody. um And I think it's really important to understand that, um, you know, one of the things that really um, riles me is this just eat less and move more. Um, And whilst I'm really keen to educate people about energy balance and how it works, because I do think that it makes you, you know, I want to educate and empower people uh, to be able to make, you know, choices and to be able to know how they can. Um, reach their goal whether that be uh, you know a a weight or a size or whether it be um, you know more of a performance goal like a you know to run quicker or whatever so I you know whilst I do think that's really important and I do you know teach people about energy balance and uh, you know my clients and people that sign up to Fearless but what I what, what we've got to get away from is this simplistic notion that food is fuel um when you know it's ridiculous it it is so much more than fuel um and for people who have got a poor relationship with food or with their bodies or, or whatever you know this is not like um where someone is um using alcohol as a coping mechanism, for example, um, and, you know, the solution is they stop drinking and they stop putting themselves in situations where, uh, you know, alcohol is a a, a big factor. You can't do that with food. You have got to eat. And you, if you are a, if you've got a family, if you are a parent, you have got to buy and provide food for your children. So you are going to have to find, you have got to find a way to, fix your relationship with it you know it's it's not as we can't take it away we've got to find a way that we can uh, you know become at peace with it basically Mm -hmm. um and you know i so many people uh who have got a weight loss goal if if you um recognize some of the tendencies that I mentioned um you know regarding binging and that sort of thing you know it might not be um that you would be um you would fulfill the criteria for having binge eating disorder but you still may have a tendency to binge Um, and it can you know that can be massively um kicked off by this cycle of deprivation and you know demonizing of foods Um, you know it's just going back to the simplest don't touch that big red button and what's everyone want to do straight away touch it you know as soon as you restrict something so much so what I lot what I you know often try and work on it is this thing and actually you know it's Martin MacDonald that sort of said it, it when I went to see him in one of his um lives is this um you've got to give yourself unconditional permission to eat um and that kind of really you know I was like yeah you know what that's right what yeah. You, you you've got to eat even if you over yesterday even if you didn't do your workout this morning you, you know even if you already had two breakfasts you still deserve to eat if you feel hungry you need to eat um and I think once once you get out of that you know I mustn't have that it's bad I'm being good so I'm not going to have that um you put yourself in a much better place for being able to then have a weight loss goal. The first goal almost needs to be finding a little bit of peace with food to stop demonizing it, to find ways to, you know, I might even say to someone, right. Okay. I want you to have some chocolate every day. I just want you to have standard sized, whatever your favorite is every day, because then you're much less likely on a Friday to go and eat a family sized bar of dairy milk.
0: do you know what i mean it's 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 totally totally and it becomes more desirable it becomes less desirable if if you have it in all the time and it becomes more desirable if you take it take it away and this is the thing you know we, we live in a day and age now where processed food is widely available it's mm-hmm. everywhere everywhere you go you'll be like you'll get to the checkout. there'll be processed foods it's mm-hmm. all around you there's no way of you being able to say to yourself i'm not going to be able to eat this food because it is there and it's understanding that actually we do enjoy eating this food yeah. and putting that Restricting restriction on yourself is is going to send you send you usually down a path 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 of failure every time. And then this Mm -hmm. is the 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 yo yo dieting phase that people generally tend to go through is the fact that they 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 classify food as good or bad. And I actually put this on my um on on my Facebook page uh, a while a while ago, and it was like a meal deal. And I had like a, a can of Red Bull. I put like um it was like a sugar-free one and um, it was a sandwich and a bag of crisps and I said what what do you think of, the, of me meal today and every no, i don't think there was i think there was probably one person and i think it was a personal trainer but every person was really sort of like oh well i wouldn't have that or mm. you know should you be really having like red bull that's a bit yeah. bad and stuff like that and it was like all of these coke, that coke's like, the one we like, must oh have that coke
1: awful
0: <laughs> and i was like um oh, and, it, and it was just it wasn't the fact that obviously i know the, the stuff's processed and if we have a bad relationship with it we're going to overeat on it more mm. and consuming you know Know, countless amounts of processed food is just going to send you send you down another another negative path with with your health mm-hmm. but if you have a good relationship with it and you have a small amount of it then it's not going to necessarily affect your health because you're still having your your, your you know your protein feedings every day you still have an oily fish or you know your dairy and you're you're mm-hmm. adding vegetables in what you once in a while but then you're still able to have that that bar of chocolates and and not go crazy with things but the thing is people have sort of just like really zoned in uh, at the food that was having and they were just it, it was the way people say, were saying things as well and this is the thing it's yeah. just you know classifying food as just food, and even even the food that was eaten it still had nutritional value to it yeah. it still had some protein in it it was yeah. obviously it wasn't something that i would usually have every single day but it was something that I just, you know, spare a moment. I was busy at work. I had to go and grab, grab something on the go. And it was something that I really needed to, to, to just consume. I needed, I need, you need food. You can't just yeah. think, oh, well, I haven't, you know, prepped something for the day. I'm just gonna sort of wait until later until I get home. You need, as you mentioned before, we need to be consuming foods regularly throughout the day yeah. to keep our, to keep ourselves going, you know, to, to make our body function. It's not just about you know burning calories off for for moving. It's it's more than that as well. And 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 I think that's it. It's it's, it's building that education and understanding about you know the anatomy and how you know how the body works, uh, physiology, all your A and P sorts of stuff, in the the most simple form possible yeah. for the client to understand and it's like stepping on the scales and people are like worrying like where things are yeah. going with that and it's just giving the understanding that it could be water weight and all of these things if you give people that bit of an understanding about nutrition you make it as simple as possible for them they have this understanding that they're still you know things are still working out for them. They're still yeah. able to to have all of these foods in, and they start to learn things. And I think as well, education's a really sort of positive way to go about it because once you start to become educated in nutrition, as you as you have as well with with your nutrition, you think about how how your nutrition may have improved when you first started them and you to maybe yeah. where it is now. I mean, I know I I probably didn't have the the best relationship with food myself, and I restricted myself prior to this obviously i've spoken a bit on on other podcasts as well but i did like really restrict and i was co- obsessed with calorie deficits but then obviously i had that little bit of understanding mm. when i you know about how the body worked how nutrition worked a little bit more once once i went with them and you and it just sort of gave me that little bit more of an understanding of you know how to how it works and it reassured me a little bit that i was going down the right path with things yeah
1: yeah yeah, it, I definitely, you know, there's without a doubt, education is the way to go. Because, and also, you know, what it's it's much more than just that dieting phase. Because then, what do you know? The the, the thing is, you have these diets that want to get you to um, uh, a certain weight, and they want that before and after photograph because it looks really good on their social media and whatever. But then, what happens if you haven't given people the the tools that they need to be able to learn how to maintain their weight then reduced weight um they will just inevitably gain it back again um and again you know i think a lot of people it's getting away a lot of people say to me things like you know am i a lost cause am i a failure because they've you know they've been in this cycle for a long time and they can't sort of see any way out of it Um, and i sort of say you know for me the the thing that was dramatically different this time than the time that was sort of, um, you know, the the life changing time for me really was. Um, So it was 2015, September 2015, where I sort of, um, you know, made the last change, if you know what I mean, that I then kept up. And it was because it was the first time that I've ever thought I needed to make a change for a reason other than oh my God, I look revolting. Um, Every other time I've gone on a diet, it has been because I have thought I looked awful or because I was worried that other people thought I looked awful. Um, And, you know, people would say to me, you know, you need to lose some weight. Um, And for me personally that was enough it was enough motivation like i said to get me to join up or sign up or whatever it was to the latest thing um and i would stick to it for a little while and you know you you know inevitably first weekend you'd you know inevitably it'd be low carbohydrate you'd step if you stuck to it for a week i would get on the scales and you know i would often say an eight or nine pound loss in a week which now I know I'd probably be lucky if two pound of it was body fat. The rest of it was because I'd suddenly gone on to chicken and salad. I'd gone really low carb, all the glycogen and the associated water weight had gone from my muscles. Um, I have not lost nine pound in weight, um, but that would be enough to spare me on for another week um, because, you know, seeing that big loss. So I stick to it for another week. Um, and then maybe the third or fourth week in, you don't lose a pound. And then you'd be like, oh my God, that was horrendous. I've lived off, you know, white fish and vegetables or chicken and salad or whatever I'd lived off. And I've only lost a pound. Um, and then that would be it, then it would just, it would go. Um so, but this last time I'd got by this time, I'd got three children, you know, I had my girls in quite quick succession. So I had three little girls all on all at age four or under and my elders had started just started school Um, and it's like literally I don't even know quarter of a mile walk it's nothing Uh, but it's a hill hill up to the school and I couldn't get up it I couldn't get up it at 33 years old without stopping for a rest Um, and you know something just tripped in me that I was like oh this is not the way I want to be you know when we all oh, we went to the beach and I wouldn't go in the water I sat on the you know had kept my leggings on sat on the sand um covered up wouldn't go in the water with the kids and you know so when I I did actually go back to slimming world first of all because it was what I knew so I signed back up slimming world but I wasn't doing it and I remember they said to me what's going to be your target weight and I was like oh, I don't even know I just want to be able to not be out of breath walking up the stairs and for my knees not to hurt anymore. So I remember, I think, I can't remember what I weighed, probably pushing 20 stone. And I remember saying to her, I'll I'll just set my first goal to lose the weight of Lily, who was my eldest. And she was three stone three at the time. Um, And they were like, okay, fine. So, because I didn't know, you know, I wasn't going in there every other time I'd always said, and I can if I can just get to a size 12, I'll be happy. That was what that was the kind of byline that of my whole adult life. Basically, I will be happy if I'm a size 12. Um, And it makes me really sad now because when I think of all the time, I all the things I didn't do, all the opportunities I didn't take because I felt I was too fat. And, um, you know, and I yeah it was always just I will be happy when I'm a size 12 I, I didn't used to buy myself new clothes because I wouldn't I would, wouldn't have accept the shape that I was at the time um so that made you feel work you know it's just it, partly I'm glad because it's got me to the place where I am now and it's got me the experience that I've got which I know makes me a good coach um but when I think back now when I look at how my life is now and you know I don't I say yes to every opportunity um And I'm up for anything and how much fuller my life is, which then makes me less likely to want to binge. Um, And I look back and I think, God, if if I just had that light bulb moment 10 or 15 years ago, I might have saved myself so much, uh, you know, angst, really. Um, Yeah, so it's yeah it's a lot more it's a lot more complicated than just telling someone to eat less
0: (laughs) yeah and and the thing is as well as i say when when you're on this sort of phase that you you need to sort of when you're looking at changing your diet rounds you don't want to just like just focus in on okay body composition you know i want to you know feel more happy and confident with the way i look and feel because there's so many other things that we need to to consider and it's thinking about yourself in a positive way you know things that are going are going well for you as well you know things that you know you're you're potentially wanting to change with your fitness uh, all of these things that could potentially help you out and the fact that sometimes as well i and i, I wanted to explain this a little bit as well as i find that sometimes when we entail these these good habits and we start to change it's not just uh, it, this isn't just helping promote us and spare us further forward it's also promoting other people as well it could be people in your family it could be friends Mm -hmm. as well all of these things that you're potentially entailing as as a role model for for your children as well and they're looking at you in in quite a positive way now and stuff like this which is great and and it is and I think you know the the very first like few weeks of of change and it is it can always be the most challenging things as well, because there's so many things that we potentially want to change and we want them straight away. Yeah. Um, any, any type of goal, we always want that quick fix straight away. And it's just about being, being able to sort of pitch yourself in, you know, a, a few months time when you slowly start to put this effort in, but being kind to yourself as well, enjoying mm-hmm. the process that you're on because you know, being able to consume foods that you love, you know, feeling positive about things that are going well in your life and not just focusing on the negatives all the time, which is quite hard really, because we all do it. I, you know, I probably still do this sometimes as well. And as I do generally tend to focus on, on things that aren't necessarily going right with me, with me training at the moment. And I've, you know, I've got like a a sore knee at the minute and stuff, but you know, I may have ran really well last week, and you know, and I'm, I'm, my steps are high, and I'm, I actually feel like I've got plenty of energy level, and my sleep pattern's okay. But we always focus on that one thing that's that's yeah. wrong with us as well. Like, and 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 it can be really hard to 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 zone out of that as well. But I think after a period of time, if you starting to progress over a number of like weeks or so, and then you slowly start to hit months, you are noticing this progression and you, you slowly start to enjoy the process a little bit more as well. So that, that's really good to hear anyway. And then, you know, I, I'm so glad that, you know, you've moved forward with things now and stuff, because I think that, you know, being able to maintain your diet is, is one of the most you know important things to be thinking of because people, as you say, when you, you know, when you go on like Instagram and stuff and you see these before and after photos, mm. sometimes it's not a real sort of, it's not a real picture always of of how things are moving forward with with people as well. They, you know, they may have got to that. It may have been photos like, you know, change the photo with filters or whatever else. You don't know. And and this is the thing. It's sort of like, it's not real life sometimes when you're looking at these things. And sometimes we picture ourselves and we're like, how come I'm, I'm not there. And I, I, how can, you know, why am I not at that position that I'm supposed to be at? when they're doing such an amazing job at the moment, they've lost so much weight at the minute, but that's just a really small picture of where Mm. they are right now. You don't know what, you know, that may have been posted a few weeks ago. And where are they now at this period of time? But as I say, it's just important to make sure that we we, we concentrate and zone on in on us uh, is is the most important thing and try not to sort of compare ourselves to, to other people on social media
1: yeah and I think it's really important as well and a really um big barrier you know people put their own barriers people get in their own way with this all or nothing mindset um uh you know and I see it all the time you know and even I still do it sometimes which is that you know if you don't um you know hit every target that you've got in a day or if you don't if your training has been off for a week or you've missed your gym sessions or you like you said you didn't do your meal prep so you had to buy a, a meal deal at at waitrose or whatever um it doesn't matter just make your next decision a good one and you know it's done now all right i uh, you know last night before i went to bed or whatever um i was making a cup of tea and i ate three biscuits while the kettle was boiling all right it's three biscuits no one died you know let's it's gone now get up, have your oats and just get on with your day. Um, But there's so many people are their own worst enemies with this absolute, you know, like I call it this all or nothing mindset. And, you know, that's just do one thing better. You know, say to yourself, okay, next week, I'm going to make sure I get 10,000 steps every day. That's it. I'm not going to do anything else. Different to what I normally do. I'm just going to get my steps. And in the following week, okay, this week, I'm going to make sure I have three portions of vegetables every day. Just do one thing better. You know, this is not, you are not going to want to be, unless you're a very particular sort of person, you are not going to want to be counting calories and on a diet for the rest of your life. This is your life. It's not a diet. You need to find a way to exist peacefully with food that is not going to cause you mental anguish and is not going to reduce the quality of your life um, now it would be you know I I'm a massive massive advocate advocate for body positivity and you know I I wish I had had more body positivity when I was in a living in a bigger body uh, because like I say I missed out on so so much um, because i didn't want to go out or you know be seen um but you know you you did the same qualification that i did we're evidence-based so we have to our practice has to be informed by science and by evidence we can shape it with our experience like my personal experiences um, and my experience of working with people but it has to be Science and evidence has to underpin it. Otherwise, you can't call yourself evidence based. And BMI does correlate to health. Um, Now, we know that BMI is an imperfect measure, far, far from perfect. And it should never be the case that BMI is being looked at on its own because it's not um, it's not perfect. It's one measure and it should be used alongside other markers of health which uh, medical professionals would have access to you know in order to be able to see if someone's healthy but it's ridiculous to say that it doesn't correlate with health because it's not a perfect correlation so there will be people who fall into the you know overweight or obese category who have got really good health because they're an exception because they're an athlete because they've got a lot of muscle whatever but on the whole we know that the correlation is that it it, it's linked to health so we have to we have to accept that what what but that doesn't mean that a person at either end of the scale you know living in a in a bigger body or with a very low bmi is that that makes them some way less deserving of kind treatment understanding um or that they should be uh, treated in a way that uh, they're, that their size of their body is the most important thing if you know what I mean um, you know one of the one of the really important things about the health at every size movement is it, it, in medicine is this massive concern that people who are worried about going to see their doctor because they know they're just going to be told we well, need to lose weight regardless of what their actually going to see their doctor about so they either don't go and then you know, it, it, you know it's really sad and it does it's it's happening all the time by the time they do go to the doctor they find out that it was something really serious that they needed to go months before but they haven't because they were really worried that the first thing the doctor was going to say to them was we'll get on the scales you know um, so i really feel strongly about um that being you know, seeing the person, not seeing a size or a, a weight or a measure. Um, and you know, let's be honest. For those of us that aren't medical professionals that haven't got access to all that information about someone's markers of health, then we don't need to be commenting on it or judging people on, you know, what size they are. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a really sensitive subject. And I I did a bit of a um Instagram video about it the other day because it's almost got to the point with this body positivity thing now where some people feel guilty for saying they want to lose weight because the 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 body positivity people are have shouted so loudly which is great it really is great and like I say I wish it had been more prevalent when I was living in a bigger body and that I had had some of that confidence back then um but then also you can't It goes against the whole um, spirit of what body positivity is about for me to then criticize someone for saying, I'd really like to lose a couple of stone and make them feel like their goal is somehow, um, I don't know, not worthy because their goal is to lose two stone for their wedding. Um, You know, it's just, you know, it's got to stop at both ends of the spectrum. You know, you can't. We can't be fat shaming is horrendous um, and there's, you know, there's no place for it anywhere. But then equally, if someone decides that they want to change their shape of their body for whatever their goals might be or their reasons might be, then that is also their place. And they shouldn't feel, you know, so it's all really it's really emotive um, feelings run really high around it and it's difficult to you know strike that balance between supporting people who want to lose weight or for whatever reason or, or, or gain weight whatever you know whatever their goals might be um whilst also making it very clear that you you shouldn't let the size of your body be a barrier to running climbing mountains whatever you want to do um do you know what I mean it's just it's um i could
0: talk all night about this sorry no 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 it's honestly it's, it's fine it's and, it, and you know what i totally get what you mean because it, it's about learning a little bit more about them and yeah. you know if someone comes to you as well and they say that they want to lose weight or they want to do this or whatever it's it's fine it shouldn't be as i say somebody's like a doctor saying to you you know oh yeah you need to lose weight no that, that you know it should be coming to they should be coming to somebody and telling them what they need to do and their problems and what issues they're facing at the moment, because it's like opening a ton of, you know, worms with things, you know, there could be so many different things mm. that could be potentially affecting them at the moment. Yeah. And, and as I say, this is the reason why I do what I do is, as a work in, and, and you said with, with the uh, MNU qualification that we've got is it's, it's not that, that we just learn about the, the evidence base. It's about working holistically with with each person and obviously there's there's sometimes that I'll I'll speak to someone I'm like listen I can't really help you you know you you have got an eating disorder which probably entails more of a specialist role but most of the time it's just me finding out a little bit more about them if they fit into my services but also as well figuring out exactly what the issue where the issue lies and you know what's what they're struggling with at the moment what they specifically want to get not me saying, okay, this is what I'd like you to do. And, you know, I I think, oh yeah, this should, this would be great for you. Just getting, finding out a little bit more information about them as a person and you know, how they live their life and you know, the work commitments, the family commitments, the cravings, you know, what what history they've had in the past as well and stuff like that. And just finding out these things um, and just getting to know your clients a little bit more and building that relationship with them, because I think that's it. Sometimes building a relationship with somebody, um, you know, with, with yourself and obviously with myself, when we, when we pick up clients and we talk, talk to people, um, you know, on a face-to-face basis or one-to-one online, whatever, that we, we are talking to them and building that relationship with them and getting to know them the best possible way, because we just need to understand what's going on and 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 where the, the issue lies. So we can, we can help them move forward with things because that's all that matters as well. Mm. And once we start to figure out exactly what it is, then we can slowly start to pick these things out and, and change these things. I call it sort of like, um, I don't know what the, the actual name for it was now um, that, that martin Macdonald actually men- mentioned for it now It's just like a sort of like non-tracking method of just figuring out that a small thing that we could potentially take away to to help oh, us low hanging the issue. that's it yeah I, I knew he was trying to figure out what <laughs> it was I'm, I'm terrible at figuring out sort of names of things yeah. but yet low-hanging freeze it's like and sometimes it could be something really really small and they're amazed as well. that like we just make this real, real small change mm-hmm. with what they're doing. And then everything just seems to click over a little bit more. Yeah. And I think as, as as you mentioned before, as well as when you slowly start to get some form of results with them and, and you, you're building that relationship with them, they can just move forward with things so much more comfortably uh, when you slowly start to input these things in.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. And I just think, you know, it sounds like a bit of a, almost like a bit of a cliche, but actually a lot of people, all they need to do is be coached to have the confidence to go and live their life a bit. And when they start to do that, um, and they almost start to, um, you know, like if, if you take exercise, for example, I mean, you know, my relationship with exercise was really, really poor. I was one of these people that, well, I never did it. And if i if i saw someone exercising who was slim i would be thinking well, what do they need to why do they need to run they're they're slim you know that was you know literally in my head you would only exercise because you wanted your body to be smaller um you know and that was up until like 5 years ago that you know that was my kind of mindset um and you know even getting people to the point where they have a little, you know, you have a little bit of confidence to be able to find a way that, that to move their body that they enjoy. It then le- can le- it leads to perhaps meeting some like minded people. Um, they find something that, that. They find an extra dimension to their lives that brings them something they didn't even realize they were missing and that perhaps maybe they've been seeking in food um you, you know and just naturally because they are living a bit more of a fuller life they're less worried about what people think um they na- the, the the calories they're consuming are naturally decreasing so you know i might set them a couple of to, you know, quite often I won't set a calorie target. I will just set a protein goal, a step goal, and maybe a, a number of portions of vegetables, for example, something like that. And, you know, people are a bit taken aback because I don't tell them how many calories they need to be eating. Um, but it works, it, you know, mm-hmm. it works because they focus on getting their protein in, they're focusing on getting their steps um you know i might have encouraged them to give ca- couch to 5k a go or whatever and they'll be buddied up with someone in the group who is doing it as well um and all of a sudden they've got this they've got this bit of an interest it sparks they naturally start to, to want to make um better choices where the nutrition is concerned so you know they're getting more veg and they're perhaps wanting to prepare their meals from scratch a bit more um and it's you know it's it's this massive big thing, which is much more than just saying to someone who walks into a GP or whatever, his uh, 10 weeks membership of swimming world, uh, you know, it doesn't address any of the issues. It doesn't give them any support network. It doesn't give them any education. Um, it's just, it's, I, it's, it needs to just die a death, you know? And I, mm-hmm. You know, I often say that I feel like I'm a a small fish in awfully big pond. And, you know, the diet industry is, you know, I liken it to a massive juggernaut. And it really is. I mean, it's billion, billion pound industry. And we're never going to be able to, you know, beat it. Um, But, you know, every one person that I can just make realize that actually, you know what? This body of mine does everything I ask of it all right, you know, 10 years ago, it was two dress sizes smaller. And I really would like it to be smaller again, but it's, you know, it, it lets me go for a run or it lets me, um, you know, climb a climb Snowden or whatever it is they want to do. Um, and maybe I just want to look after it by making sure that I move it regularly, that I, you know, I'm, I'm eating nutritious food And then what naturally happens is they send me a message to say, I've just put on a pair of jeans or I've just put on my winter coat for the first time because it's a bit cold, but I haven't worn since last winter and it was really loose. So I've stepped on the scales and I've lost 14 pound or whatever. Um, But they haven't felt that they needed to to get on those scales week in, week out. They've just got on with living this life, which was just perhaps a little bit more um, conducive to, healthier lifestyle and you know i i don't by healthier i don't just mean a healthy weight i mean we you know you know uh, you know health is so multifaceted and you know they've improved their life in so many different ways that the fact that they they've lost a bit of weight while they were doing it is just like a happy side effect um and that just becomes becomes their life then you know that they do put their vegetables on their plate first not just like crammer cursory few peas on the side because it's a bit of green instead they actually think you know what vegetables am I going to have with this meal tonight I'm going to you know make them actually part of them and it that just becomes what they do um yeah
0: Yeah. and do do you know what and and I think that being able to become healthy is people think that to themselves that being healthy is upping your steps up throughout the day exercising because you feel like you have to exercise counting calories you know taking all away the food processed food people think that this is something that they need this is a healthy way the eating clean and the cheat days and stuff like this and i'm like it drives me insane and it's like you know you know what it's not being healthy is coming away from my fitness pal because i know plenty of people who i work with who have a bad relationship with it so it's coming away from my fitness pal i'm feeling as if they've not failed it's consuming a bar of chocolates and not feeling like they've feel guilty about consuming that bar of chocolates it's surrounding yourself with positive people it could be people in the running community yeah. building it like a, a, a hobby that you really enjoy going to and exercising yeah. And actually enjoying the process, and not yeah. just going there because you feel you have to to lose weight. Yeah. You actually go because you enjoy doing it, and I think that that's such an important part to play. Because when you start to do these things, and you start to think, actually, I don't need to track on my fitness pal now. And oh yeah, I've had that choc- choc bar of chocolates, but you know what? It's it's what I wanted. And, you know, it's not going to help me, you know, affect me in any sort of yeah. way at all. And then I'm going out and I'm exercising and I'm enjoying it. And I'm surrounding myself with all these positive people because within the running community, I feel like that the, there is a lot of positive people out yeah. there and it can spare you on to move you forward The things. You slowly start to exercise more. You start to run more. You enjoy the process that you're on. And the thing is, when we slowly start to enjoy the process that we're on and we haven't got all this pressure on ourselves we start to enjoy it and we start to maintain of what we're doing and everything just slowly starts to click away. And Mm -hmm. as you mentioned before with that lady said that you helped, it's like they didn't potentially realize it at the time, but all all of a sudden, because they enjoyed the process that they were on. And this is the thing what I do with clients is just try and make things as simple and as easy as possible and trying to take them away from, from any form of negativity that, because we'll get, we'll get this a lot is like, you know, within sort of, the 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 fitness world or even it could be a family member or a friend member who tells you something negatively about like you know oh you shouldn't be eating that or you shouldn't Mm. be doing this and it's 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 taking them away from that as well and trying Mm. to educate them in the in the best possible way and then when they start to learn these things things just slowly start to take over Mm. and i find clients as well who've, who've, who've actually not been able to want wanted to eat with the family because they need to eat separate from yeah. the family, and that was another thing as well as like I want you to make sure that you're eating with your family. I want you to sort of entail the, the healthy habits that you're doing, as well as your family as well, and and try and input these things. And when they slowly start to do these things, they enjoy the process that they're on, and it just takes away that anxiety from 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 anything at all that they've may have done over and over again with all of these diets going up and down constantly all the time. and it it becomes game changing game changing and it's 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 a life-changing um method that could potentially really work for them and they just move forward to things as well and it is so so important to make sure that we we do build that healthy relationship with food because you know what it's it's a lot of people think to themselves that they look at this desirable diet that's out there as well and I think I put this posted this a few times on my Instagram is like people always look at the desirable quick results sort of thing. And they don't necessarily look at the, you know, the education building habits and stuff there, because they, they don't necessarily seem desirable. Mm. And people just usually zone in on the quick fix The the ones that have, you know, someone's promoted to say they've lost so much weight with a period yeah. of time, not the, the 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 one which isn't desirable, which has actually got them, you know, changes within their you know, um, their their habits and changing all of these things around and obviously things which are, are which are going to educate them. They feel they don't necessarily need, and that's the ones that they probably need the most mm. is that is that education side, but it doesn't it, it's not it's not desirable education it's something that we think we don't necessarily need, but it it is actually something that could be really game changing and not just like education with nutrition but just education with how you live your life and, and in in putting these things in.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you know, it's almost like finding other ways, you know, particularly if you're someone who's likely to, to binge, it's, it's almost finding other um Other coping mechanisms. So, you know, for me, exercise has definitely been part of that for me. Um, and, it, you know, if I feel now uh, in situations of stress or, um, you know, sadness, you know, and I'm feeling low, um, I know that there are ways that I can put myself up which don't involve getting on the sofa under a duvet with a massive bar of chocolate you know it's 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 realizing it's it's you know learning understanding you know being being almost being present when you're binging and recognizing where it's coming from what's making you do it um you know and like I say I I don't mean ordering a pizza and Uh, you know having a tub of ben and jerry's on a friday night you know with your husband uh, you know i i mean you know like i mentioned before you know eating almost as a way of um like uh, like not medicating yourself that's not the right word but um you know using it as a you know as as a way of dealing with an emotion um you know and, and i think if you can if you can take steps to try and recognize what it is that's the trigger, if you know what I mean, if you could, you know, you won't always be able to, but sometimes you might be able to identify what it is and then you can perhaps find ways to cope with it. So like one of my, um, so I've got a whole arsenal, but one of my things is like seven minute rule, which is, you know, for people who, um, you know, are not suffering with binge eating disorder, but have got a tendency to, um. And you'll know this, um, be good all day. And then evening comes and it all just goes uh, to pot. Um, So, you know, one of the things that I would look at, you know, I first look at, you know, were they going too low in the day and leaving themselves feeling, you know, absolutely ravenous by evening. Mm. But often when you actually get down to the nitty gritty of it, they're not eating because they're hungry in the evening. It's habit. It's because the things that we tend to eat in the evening are those process really palatable foods where it's really hard once really really easy sorry once you start to consume a large number of calories really quickly because they taste really good they're really moorish um so one of the things that i'll often say is um if you if you think to yourself right i'm going to go and have that tube pringles or whatever it is that you know whatever your your um snack of choice might be is to actually physically set an alarm on the cooker or on your phone or something for seven minutes um and then do something completely unrelated to food so you know for the women go and put uh, a you know put face mask on or put some hand cream on or uh, you know just do something which is not related to food don't just sit there on the sofa wait for the timer to go off and say yes don't want them if you thought about them for seven minutes go and do something else and then when it goes off Turn the timer off and then just think to yourself, right, am I still going to have them? Um, and sometimes just putting that little buffer in place because we live in a society of such instant gratification. You know, we want something. It's there. You know, people that talk about how, um, you know, my, my grandparents in my grandparents um, time people weren't overweight and yes it was partly down to the fact that we have more active lifestyles you know a lot of people had to walk to work or ride a bike to work or whatever you know because cars weren't prevalent and people had more physical jobs you know um, but also let's if you wanted a cake back then you had to bake it you know it's you didn't have that instant you know it's just there for us now isn't it you know it's you want it it's there and sometimes just putting that little bit of buffer of time in making yourself have that time that might be enough on three out of four times to make you think you know what actually no I'm just going to have a hot drink and then I'm going to brush my teeth and I'm going to go to bed um so but you know there's lots of things like that but just finding ways to finding ways to to cope basically um and identifying whether something is a habit whether it's coming from an, an emotional place, um, you know, and like I say, so just being present in that time before, you know, before you do it or whilst you're doing it and just making yourself think, you know, why, am I, why am I doing this? Um, it, it is a big, it's a big set, but it, it's, diff, it's, it can be difficult and it's quite, it, you know, it, it, it's not an easy path, um, but if you can get a handle on it and, you would be one step closer to repairing your relationship with food Hmm.
0: i do think that in the evenings as well i think it's quite a hard thing because you you know we're so busy and productive throughout the day and then i think this is for for a lot of people as well people it's it's all it's it's the fact that it's not necessarily on the mind at the time and because there's you know highly processed foods and some people can't get away from it it's just the thing it's like when i've spoken to 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 clients they're not able to take the processed food away totally and just buy health conscious foods because they've got children who Mm -hmm. you know they they, who like that stuff and you can't necessarily take it away from them and there's it's always going to be readily available and it's not necessarily that's just masking the, the 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 issue but as i say yeah taking yourself away from things is is important and just thinking to yourself do i really need this and just you know being able to try to change your mindset and do other things and keep yourself pr- productive in other ways yeah. is is important but it is, it's so it's so hard to to you know have that little bit of a stop and just think to yourself do I really need it preventing cravings is, is 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 always a big thing as well and I think it can come from so many other different factors the fact that we may need to improve you know our sleep pattern and you know when that's always like all over the place our sleep pattern and the cravings just go through the roof again Mm -hmm. um so these things do really matter and and i honestly find that it's important to 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 do that and build that healthy relationship but yeah the 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 weekends i think is is a big one for for people to build up a healthy relationship and i think in the evenings as well Mm -hmm. is 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 a tough one as well so yeah but uh, brilliant! I think that was a really great chat. That we've gone into loads of information tonight on yeah. on, uh, on stuff, which is helpful. But I, I did actually have uh, a few other questions. But um, as I say, what I'll probably do, Laura's, will we'll discuss again because I think um, you know we've we've gone off on this uh, topic of, of you know health around nutrition, which I think is quite helpful uh, and you know building that healthy relationship with food is is an important part of, of the process and, and journey that people are going down as well. So um thank thank you so much for um for, for coming on the podcast tonight. It's uh it's it's been really helpful. Um but yeah it'd be it'd be great to have you back onto the show.
1: Yeah definitely just no problem anytime.
0: Yeah okay so yeah guys if um obviously if you want to um let me know what the podcast was like tonight at all, if there's any questions that you've got for me and Laura feel free to to let us know on this uh you can comment on this podcast let me know what you think of it feel free to share the podcast as well this is really helpful and um, so the process that we're that we're both on uh to help people help and support people um on their journey with regards to building a healthy relationship with food thanks very much guys and i will speak to you all soon